Hello there, welcome to episode 8 of the HSK Student Pod. This is Richard, your host from the HSK Tech team. Thank you for joining us on episode 8 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. As usual, I want to start off by thanking you all our listeners for the continuous positive feedback and the creative ideas you have been giving regarding the HSK Student Pod. This episode is special because it's the last episode of this academic year. We shall then have a break in August and then return back in September. As one of the HSK Student Pod listeners, thank you for being with us on this journey of introducing the podcast in the school. Without you, the listener, and our special guests, we could not have been able to create the eight episodes. At the time of recording this episode, we have had now about 1,790 plays in total. We've had about 1,790 plays in total. Without you, we could never even have managed to be able to create one episode. So thank you for being one of our HSK Student Pod listener. Please, do not stop. We encourage you to keep sending in any ideas that you have got and to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues to continue to help to build the HSK staff student community. I cannot believe it's July time with the beautiful sunny weather. The beautiful flowers are out and the UH campus is surrounded with the fresh greens and the birds singing out their songs in the trees. Looking in the office windows, I can see the students and staff making use of the outside benches enjoying their breaks and lunch. The heavy coats and jackets have been replaced with those open tops and the lovely summer color outfits. One wonders how we managed to go through the December to March cold months. The busy schedules for both staff and students, including the 12-hour shifts for some of our students and staff. Despite the challenges we faced through during the academic year, we are always determined to push on until we make it to the end. And I'm glad to say we are in July with the smiles on our faces and you are now listening to the HSK Student Pod Episode 8. As usual, I'm not letting you down. I have special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us and I hope you enjoy this episode. First, we have a message from Julie Volo, our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience. Julie is going to give us some general news and updates on what's going on in the school. I now hand you over to Julie. Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to the July broadcast for the HSK Student Pod. I'm sitting recording this whilst looking out onto the sunny green lawns between the Wright Building and CP Snow and imagining just how much nicer it would be to be outside having a picnic under the shade of one of the big oak trees there rather than sitting here at my desk. But before I set off for the weekend, uh, what I hope will be a nice sunny weekend too, I do want to take time to say well done to everyone, staff and students that is, for making it through to July. Uh, Although it's become much quieter generally on campus, of course HSK students and staff are still around and still busy. We've got students still out uh, on placement, we've got some students doing short courses, Uh, we've got students doing other kind of activities like conducting research and coming into student conferences. Uh, And our lecturers, technical and administrative staff are still busy as well, getting ready for the next round of exam boards which start uh, next week, week after. And we've got lots of conferences that we've been running, so conferences with practice partners, we've had our BAME student staff conference, 
Um, we've had all sorts of events going on. We've had events for new students coming in to start in the new academic year. So we had one just for mature learners. We've had a taster day. Um, and today on campus, we've had the Big Bang event, uh, which brings in school aged children to show them just how amazing the STEM subjects are. Um, that's the science, technology, engineering and mathematics subjects. And of course, uh, we on the health side are included in that. Um, and those of us who teach across all our professions, health and social work, are also starting to think about uh, next term's teaching activities. So I can't believe in July we're thinking about uh, when our students, uh, most of our students come back in towards the end of September. So there's still activity going on here. There are still students around. There's still staff uh, busy burrowing away at their desks. Uh, and although the rest of the campus, as I say, is a little bit quiet at this time of year, uh, we find that in HSK there's still quite a bit of activity going on. Um, so, nevertheless, it is coming to the summer and I really hope that most of you will get a break at some point if you haven't already had it. So whether it's a weekend in a tent uh, or a trip overseas to some exotic far-flung destination, whether you're going with friends or family or you're going to hike up a mountain on your own, Whatever you get to do, uh, I hope you get a chance to do something a little bit different uh, and that you come back feeling refreshed. And don't forget, don't forget to let us know if you've got something to share. We'd love to hear from you on the podcast team, uh, whether it's something about what you're studying or what you've experienced while you're here as a student, what you do in your work, uh, or perhaps something you do outside of university that we'd all be interested to know about. So please do let us know. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we're going to take a short break in August, but we will be back with you in September. So I look forward to speaking to you then. Thanks, Julie, for sharing with us the important news and keeping us up to date on what's going on in the school. As Julie has mentioned, so please do find some time for yourself to relax with your friends and families. For this monthly student success stories, we have our guest Jamila Noah, a third-year learning disability student nurse. Jamila is going to share with us her experience on the learning disability program at the University of Hertfordshire. Welcome, Jamila, to the HSK Student Pod. Thank you very much, Richard, for inviting me into the HSK Student Pod. I'm very happy to be here and very pleased to share with students my experience of being a learning disability student nurse at the University of Hertfordshire. Now, Jamila, how did you find about the learning disability nursing program? Well, uh, it was at college. I was doing health and social care at the local college, and uh, I have applied for adult nursing because it's uh, the one, the, the nursing profession that was well promoted at the time at college and uh, of course including mental health nursing and children nursing but I never heard about uh, learning disability nursing so it was uh, when uh, my application for adult nursing was declined that my teacher who was my teacher advisor at the time at college who uh, introduced learning disability nursing to me and she uh, advised me to apply for it. Well I soon applied for the course and uh, I've, got, I've got into the course and uh, yeah, that's why basically I've, I've heard about learning disability nursing. It's good to have you here, uh, Jamila. Now, I can hear from your accent, you're like me. Which country do you actually come from? <laughs> well, Richard, I, ca I come from Cameroon uh, in Africa. So in Cameroon, we speak French. Uh, French is our first language. 
and coming in England I have to learn every single word so it has been difficult but uh, I'm quite a, a determined person so I've learned and uh, it took me years but I managed to overcome with the support that eventually I had under the course of uh, learning disability nursing. So, well, the support is uh, amazing here at the university. I mean, we have our lecturers are well equipped in terms of knowledge and, and skills uh, to support students uh, who come into the program. And uh, they're all nurses. And uh, yeah, they are very uh, well equipped and uh, they give advice and opportunities as well that uh, help you to improve as you study. I had a uh, many opportunities. Uh, I, I, first of all, I did struggle a little bit with my academic writings uh, as I did my previous education in French, my A-level were in French. So uh, being a, a student nurse and to write in English has been a, a very big challenge for me. So uh, the, the, the university had a very good support system in place to help student uh, to achieve their full potential and that's how I came from. I remember my first assignment starting from 25% uh, to uh, uh, going into improving the next one uh, with a mark of uh, 84% and for me that helped me to improve my confidence and to believe in myself. That's amazing uh, Jamila, you should be proud of yourself coming from Cameroon where your first language is French, then coming to start writing assignments where you're actually being assessed in English. That's really good. Coming from 20% to 80 you should be proud of yourself. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, well, I also had uh, the opportunity to become a student ambassador. So I became a student ambassador from the very first year I started my nursing program uh, in 2016, so three years down the line. I had the opportunity to speak to a lot of students, uh, different people from all walks of life, including professionals and uh, the youngest at, at schools. And I was surprised uh, that a lot among them, many did not also know about learning disability uh, nursing. And uh, me having that opportunity to promote my course and being able to change mind and to bring people into the course, the next program really helped me to understand that, you know, there is a need to uh, advertise, to speak about people with learning disability. There is a need to, to make sure that, you know, the communities is uh, aware of what learning disability is because we have more than 1.5 million of people with learning disabilities in the UK. Wow, Jamila, what can I say? As you're sharing your journey on the learning disability course with us, it's really unfortunate our listeners cannot see you. I just need to let everyone listening that the facial expressions on Jamila's face do show you the passion she's got for learning disability nursing. Indeed, you are a future ambassador for learning disability nursing. Jamila, before we started recording this podcast, you mentioned you are soon launching a learning disability nursing society. Please, if you don't mind, could you tell us more about this society that is due to be launched by the University of Hertfordshire? Well, as I said, Richard, we have so many people with learning disabilities uh, in the UK, and uh, it's not acceptable that uh, people are not aware of what learning disability nursing is. So uh, my lecturers have been very supportive in helping me to establish 
Learning Disability Nursing Society that we are launching on the 28th of June. We are celebrating the 100 years of learning disability nursing in the UK. So this uh, society will be a platform to raise issues uh, around learning disability nursing, to raise awareness of what learning disability nursing is because a lot of people are not aware and we need more students into uh, the course. So I've already had one candidate uh, to support me with that. She's current uh, learning disability nurse at the university. So I'm looking for more students, uh, first, second year or final year student nurses to help me launch this society uh, at the university. That's a really good thing, Jamila, you've started. So please, if you're interested in joining the Learning Disability Nursing Society, please do get in touch with Jamila. So how can people get in touch with you? Well, my email address is noanoah277 at yahoo.fr. Noah is N-O-A-H, Noah again, N-O-A-H, 277 at yahoo.fr. So please, if you want to get in touch with uh, uh, Jamila, do get in touch with her at uh, Noah277 at yahoo.fr. It is N-O-A-H, N-O-A-H. 277 at yahoo.fr. Remember, uk. it's FR for French. Now, uh, Jamila, as we come to the end of this uh, podcast, now, there are so many international students that are joining uh, the University of Hertfordshire. So, what message do you give to those uh, students? As we speak, there are students getting on board to come and join the university. So, what's the message you give them? Well, my message today is to every student, every student across the university, those who are coming in next year and the year to come, that uh, do not be afraid. Uh, lecturers are very uh, well educated and very supportive in terms of uh, helping us to achieve the node, our need. And uh, I will recommend at the early stage of your program to join the academic skills advice because that is what really helped me to achieve uh, academic skills. I struggle with presentational uh, skills. The academic skills advice also uh, helped me with uh, the writing skills, uh, which is obviously very important uh, because in nursing, uh, we do a lot of report and uh, yeah, the support is available. So make sure you join at the very early stage of your program, as I mentioned. And uh, the library is also available and well-resourced in terms of uh, we have journals, uh, books. You will never worry about uh, buying books, whether you do nursing or any other field. The library is open 24-7, so please do make sure that you, you join it. Make use of all the opportunities that the university provides for you. You can become a student ambassador or you can join many other societies here at the university. So, well, good luck for everything. Thank you. Well, uh, Jamia, that's really been uh, kind of you to come and join us on the HSK uh, Student Board. We wish you good luck on your next journey, especially applying for that job. It's going to be another chapter in your life, but I'm sure you'll do well. Thank you for coming on the HSK Student Board. Thank you very much, Richard, for having me. Indeed, I have been offered a job, which I'm going to be qualifying as a nurse. So I'm going to start practicing from next September. 
And I'm also going to be part of the university as uh, I really love this university, as we said earlier about uh, launching the Learning Disability Nursing Society. So I'm still going to be around. Uh, yeah. Oh, well done. At least we are not going to be seeing you for the last time. Good luck. And this, join us maybe next time. Papa, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Richard. Merci, Jamila. Bon chance pour l'avenir. That's my little French that I know. I definitely need French lessons from Jamila. Anyway, that's a fantastic message from Jamila. Jamila, thank you very much for coming to share with our listeners your amazing learning journey on the Learning Disability Program. This is to all HSK student pod listeners. We are always keen to hear first-hand accounts from HSK students about your work, your experiences, your challenges, and successes. Please, do get in touch with the podcast team if you've got a message you would want to share with our listeners. Just send an email to richard on r.matov2 at hearts.sc.uk. Send an email to uh, richard, which is r.m for mother, a for apple, t for thomas, o for office, v for vehicle, u for umbrella, to at hearts.sc.uk. So the email is r dot m for mother a for apple t for thomas o for office v for vehicle u for umbrella and you put a number two then at hearts.sc.uk alternatively please feel free to pop in room 2f267 that is room 2f267 which is actually located at the top floor on the right building we are always happy to welcome you when you come to this room I'm not sure if you have had a chance to work with or know someone who works with or looks after a person with learning disabilities. Having a learning disability means that people find it harder to learn certain life skills. The problems experienced vary from person to person, but may include aspects such as finding it difficult to learn new things, communicating, managing money, reading or writing, or even managing your personal care. Some people are born with a disability, while others may develop one as a result, for example, of an accident or an illness in childhood. People with learning disabilities do not learn certain skills as quickly as other people and may therefore need extra help in certain aspects of their lives. The specific skills in question may depend upon the type of disability. People with mild learning disabilities may live alone travel independently and work. They may not require any support from their local authority or may just need support in managing their finances. Other people on the other end may require more regular support to ensure that their safety and health on a daily basis is literally worthwhile living. Those with more severe or complex needs may need even extensive hour-to-hour help in performing basic skills such as eating, dressing up or even washing up. With the right support, people with learning disabilities can actually live full and meaningful lives. However, if this support is not provided, they may face problems in gaining independence or even having a home of their own, in accessing sometimes even leisure or recreational activities, or even sometimes developing friendship and relationships. Learning disability nurses have the knowledge 
the skills, attitudes and abilities to work in partnership with people who have learning disabilities with their families and carers. This year, 2019, marks the 100th anniversary of learning disability nurses and to celebrate this special milestone, the learning disability nursing team at the University of Hertfordshire did plan an event with the aim of raising the awareness of learning disability nursing and celebrating the unique contribution that this specialty makes to the field of nursing and the wider community. So, for this month's professional spotlight, we have our guest Deborah Fans, one of the senior lecturers from the learning disability team at the University of Hertfordshire. Deborah is going to share with us a message from the learning disability team at the University of Hertfordshire that is related to the celebration of the 100 years of learning disability nursing. Deborah, welcome to the HSK Student Pod. We are happy to have you as one of our guests today. Thank you very much, Richard, for inviting me to the HSK Student Pod. I now hand you over to Deborah. I'm here very briefly just to talk about an exhibition that we're holding on Friday the 28th of June in the Chapman Lounge at the University which is to celebrate 100 years of learning disability nursing. The aim of the exhibition is to celebrate all of the positive work that is being done by learning disability nurses across Hertfordshire, um, Bedfordshire and North London and to really explain what learning disability nursing is about and what learning disability nurses do because it's a very misunderstood profession. So we're hoping by having this exhibition, we can create a buzz around what learning disability nursing is, particularly as it's 100 years. And we're, of course, launching the Student Learning Disability Nursing Society. So that's what the aim of the two-hour exhibition on Friday the 28th of June is, Richard. Well, thank you, Deborah. I know you may listen to this uh, podcast after the, uh, ex- the exhibition because of our busy lives, but I'm sure De- uh, Deborah is going to be telling us how you can get in touch with that team? So if you are a prospective student, you can contact Jamila under the previous email, which is noahnoah277 at yahoo.fr. Or you can contact myself at d.ferns at hearts.ac.uk, which is d. And then ferns is f for Freddy, e for elephant, a for alpha, r for Romeo, N for November, S for sugar, at hearts, H-E-R-T-S dot A-C dot U-K. Thank you. Now, Deborah, before we come to the end of this podcast, is there any special message you want to give to our listeners, especially HSK students? Yes, there is, Richard, in the fact that learning disability nursing may be the most underrepresented and most at-risk profession. But the work we do is of key importance because we are representing people who are most vulnerable in society. And without the input of learning disability nurses, we know from recent reports that many, many people with learning disabilities die at a much younger age than we would expect them to. And it's not because they, they should be dying, it's because we haven't really adjusted as a society to be able to communicate effectively and to listen to their needs. Thank you, Deborah, for coming to raise awareness of the learning disability team. We really appreciate our special guests like you in coming to join the HSK Student Board. And we wish you good luck on the exhibition. But remember, if you don't manage to see the exhibition, you can get in touch with Deborah and her team. 
Thank you for joining us, Deborah. Thank you very much, Richard. Like I said at the start of this podcast, I have got a packed session for you. For this month's professional spotlight, we have another special guest. I'm not sure as a student if you have ever wondered how you get your practical sessions, for example, the simulation and OSC sessions, and find all resources and place for you to use. You finish your sessions, and then you notice after a few hours, the session video resources have been uploaded to your module sites. Or sometimes the resources have been given to your lecturers for them to access. Our second professional guest, Mr. John Wollard, the Principal Technical Officer for HSK, has something to do with the positive student experience that takes place or follows up from these practical sessions within HSK. I now hand you over to Julie, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing John. Okay, so thank you, Richard. Um, today, then, we're joined with uh, by John Woolard, who's our technical team lead for uh, in health and social work. Uh, and John's has one of those roles that, um, for many people, it's it's really behind the scenes. We don't always uh, see you up front. We certainly don't see you out front of students. But actually, all the stuff that you do is so important in terms of our student experience. So we thought it'd be really interesting to find out a bit more from you, John, about the job that you do. Um, but I'm going to start, I'm going to start before we ask you about a job, just to ask you how long you've been here for. Um, I've been at the university for 20 years in uh, March next year. Okay, that's incredible. That's, yeah, so do you get a long service award for that? I'll get an extra day off, I hope. Um, but, um, <laughs> what, just one day? Yeah, I'm sorry, yes, yeah. yeah um, I'm hope, I, I think I'm due for one, yes. Okay, okay we'll I'm bear in, that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 20 years, so you must have a huge amount of experience then, mm. and I know that your role's probably changed from time to time and even I know your title's changed a little bit so tell us what if you can what what is your current role? Uh, my current role is a technical team lead and I am responsible for the provision of technical support uh, within health and social work um, on site at College Lane and to a lesser degree at Meridian House. Um, I have a team of four members of staff who provide the day-to-day technical support but we do more behind the scenes as well. Okay, okay, so tell us a bit more about behind the scenes. Oh, sorry, behind the scenes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, tell Um, us a bit more about that. There's lots of dull stuff like making sure we comply with health and safety regulations Uh and all that sort of thing. But um, we, we, during the course of a working day, one of the the great things about my job is that no two days are the same ever. Uh, In the 20 years I've been here, um, I've never had two days the same. Generally, I have a jobs list I will look at and say, well, I have to get done that day. And aside from that, it's all the surprises and people that walk in through my door okay, and okay. wanting help with whatever facet of work they're doing. And it can range from something as mundane as trying to find a piece of equipment to making resources for simulation, finding suppliers for equipment and just fixing day-to-day problems. Okay, okay. so lots of problem solving. It's you. mainly problem solving, okay, a lot of it, yes. Okay. Right, before I ask you about one of those, perhaps give us an example then about, uh, about some of that problem solving. I do have to say, because a lot of people won't realise perhaps even where you work in the school, they might see you around in the corridors, but they might not know that every so often you do get to retreat back to your little office, which is really tucked away, isn't it, oh, on yes. the top floor. And it's also a fascinating office. I, th- I think You've so. Got all sorts in there. I've got a lot of things <laughs> in there. Yes, um, I've got a skeleton which I'm using for spare parts, wheelchairs <laughs> for spare parts, resources. I've got some oscilloscopes uh, dating back to the late '90s, which may have used in research. Video equipment, tools, manuals, computer manuals. I think a couple of anatomy manuals. 
stuff unbelievable. You've it's got Aladdin all sorts cave. of things in there. I yes. know you have. Okay, so if you don't know where John is, <laughs> it's like a little museum. Yes, yeah, it? Yeah. it is like a little museum. Yeah. That's what I remember when I went in. There's all sorts of. Every time you open the drawer, there was something else in there. Um, okay, so let's back back to the problem solving. Tell me a bit about. Perhaps you give me an example. You know, member staff comes to you and they want you to create something or. They know they're going to do some simulation. What, what kind of things do people come to you and what, what do you provide? It can be almost anything depending on the member staff and the situation. We've made uh, fake blood, fake urine. Uh, one thing I think we do is fake vomit, possibly. You haven't done that We haven't yet. done that yet, but oh. that, that may be coming. Uh, one thing we have been working on, uh, which Krishna Ripparellia in Life and Medical Science started, is a collaboration between us and creative arts where we are making fake wounds for use in simulation. Okay. And they are very, very realistic and to a very high quality. Okay, and what do they make them from? Um, what, what, is it silicone? Or I think so. Which, yeah. I'm not okay. entirely sure. I don't like to ask, okay. really. Yeah, okay. So you just, you just set, set out what you need. I set out what I need and yeah. we work with them. And it's first year we've trialled it and it's been a roaring success. So how do the students find that? The students find it absolutely fascinating. And the nice thing is about they are pliable so they can come off a mannequin and be put on a student should need okay. be so students can role play in a sim okay. environment. Wow. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, it's, there's a with podcast, so you can't show anybody pictures, no, can you? No, no, they're quite graphic. Yeah. <laughs> what about going back to, you said fake blood. How yes. on earth do you go around making fake blood? Um, we buy it from a supplier. It's theatrical yeah. blood. Okay. A lot of the times, so as okay. you see in horror movies and so on. But, uh, yeah, it's stains your clothes, which I didn't right. realise. And a couple of times I've been concerned the police might have stopped me. On the way home. What you look like a kind of general massacre taking well, something, place something, somewhere in your driving. Unsavoury has happened. Yes. yes. Okay. And obviously, again, support of transporting simulation mannequins and models about. I do have a phobia. I might be stopped by the police at some point. I have to explain myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll be able to use this podcast as evidence. I might do. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's so something like fake blood. You might have to go out to supply fake urine. You said. Yeah, we make that, that out of green tea. Oh, it's um, a bit disappointing. It is isn't a bit, it? sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, green tea and different um, chemicals, depending on what we're trying to simulate. Obviously, okay. glucose is just sugar, okay. acidic would be just vinegar, there's baking soda. But the, uh, the only thing you want, I guess, so far is egg, which we use right. as positive for protein. Okay, so so making f- it isn't just about making urine that looks like urine and behaves like urine. What you're actually doing is it has to have. The constituents, so it can be tested for certain yes, things. So, yes, so um, okay. sticks, uh, dipping sticks, mm. uh, which the nurses would use to test for uh, problems with diabetes or so forth, they will show a positive result. Okay. So if I never need to pull a sickie, I can certify <laughs> myself. <laughs> you shouldn't reveal things like I shouldn't that. say things like that, I <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's really interesting. Um, all sorts of stuff. What, what other kinds of things? So you've got the simulation, things like the fake blood, the wounds and urine. Um, you work with the mannequins. You said yeah. you have to move mannequins around. Yes, I mean, that's changed yeah. hugely, Massively, isn't it? They are it so is. sophisticated now yes, to, compared to what they used to be. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, this year we've had a huge investment in uh, new resources and Meridian House. And the, some of the equipment we've got now, some of the realism mm. is staggering, really. It has um, surprised people. I mean, even people with experience in simulation yeah. and healthcare education have been amazed at some of the quality of the resources. Yeah. And obviously, I think the way the future is going, there'll be an increasing focus on SIM. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're working to provide the best resources we can for it. And it's time-consuming, it's difficult, but it's, it's a good challenge, yeah. I think. Yeah, and the students, you know, I hear from students how much they like simulation and how 
well prepared they feel for clinical practice when they've so. had good simulation because oh. that's really prepared the ground for them when they're quite often nervous about going out and experiencing difficult situations. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I really hope it does. I think that's part of the, uh, the core of what we're trying to achieve mm. here, to give the students a grounding so they're not um, overly, not so concerned, not so it's shocking maybe yeah. or it's difficult, yeah. you know, just to give yeah. them some idea. And I, hopefully, I think when, when everybody engages and the staff and student fully engage with SIM, I think it can be a fun experience, being yeah. a sort of <clears throat> fun educational experience. And I yeah. think the students are really good at the way they do engage with it. And I've been very particularly impressed by um, the feedback sessions. Yeah. Um, what a positive atmosphere they seem to have and how constructive, how constructively everybody seems to work in them. So Staff that's feedback like, when you've run through a scenario yes, yes. and then you've got the, 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 the debrief, if you yeah, like, absolutely, from the tutor yeah. with the students about where they might have done things a little bit differently yeah, and they I, get to reflect on, on what they did well and what they could have done a little bit better yes i mean i hover at the back i mean i i'm usually setting up for a different session or doing something mm. to do i do have half an ear on there and i do notice you know the the um <clears throat> i don't know what the kind of word is i want to say goodwill or the good engagement mm. by staff and students it's constructive and yeah. helpful i think yeah. very good. positive uh, you know i think what could what could come off as a critical or fault necessarily unnecessarily fault finding i think the attitude isn't like that at yeah. all i think it's yeah. very um, well received and very well participated in by yeah. staff and students. And I know sometimes, occasionally I get to see that, I haven't seen a nursing one for some time, I've seen the paramedics not very long ago and that's yes. fantastic. Yes, and absolutely echo what you, <laughs> absolutely echo yeah. what you say though about that kind of the, feels like a safe environment but also yeah. sort of really deep learning going on, people are really very much engaged yes. with what's happening at that moment I mean, in that time. Is, there's, I, I, don't, I think the exact phrase is buy-in, yeah. when people um, almost sort of give themselves into the sim experience. And I think that's when I think the best work happens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a sort of uneducated observer. I mean, I've got no formal medical clinical training as a background. I'm a microbiologist by background. Um, you can see the benefit occurring yeah. within the learning space, with learning environment. Brilliant. So you've done 20 years here. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you publicly whether you're going to do another, another 20. Um, buying so, a lottery I don't know what you win. get for doing 40 years. I don't know, I don't know. Um, tired, probably. Tired, yeah. I mean, it's a, I like working here. It's a good place to work yeah. and people are nice and it's lovely. It's the endless variety, I think. Yeah. I can't imagine what this place will be like in another 20 years if I'm still here. It is hard to imagine, isn't it? And you yeah. said things have changed so much in terms of the technology oh, side of your work. Yeah. It's changed hugely, yeah. isn't it? But casting forward another 10, 20 years, it's all going to change again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it would be revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the ad advent of uh, VR and AR, yeah. I think. So I've seen some, I've seen demos by uh, visiting reps from companies of VR kit. So and virtual reality. So virtual reality, just, just yeah, everyone, sorry. Yes, yeah. Um, some of that is just absolutely incredible. I mean, I've yeah. seen a sort of three D model of a heart you can interact with, and it's sort of it's, it's incredible. I've been trying out the um, Google cardboard glasses, oh, yeah, with okay. some of the little virtual reality films, and there's quite a lot out there now you can access. So it's really cost wise on a one to one basis very reasonable. But I think you're right. You know what what you could now see coming into health. In yeah. particular, into the health education is amazing, and we are going to see so much more. Of oh, that. absolutely! Yeah, it's, it's becoming a very technologically advanced environment now. I mean, some of the new mannequins being delivered by our um, suppliers are just absolutely incredible. The real, there's a real step towards realism, and I think they're moving away from having the more sort of uh, I don't know, earlier look, the more rigid facial 
structures of the earlier resus alleys are now changing very much towards a more lifelike approach. I'm smiling here because I remember resus alleys when I trained was 83 to 86 and uh, we used to take the head off to wash yeah. its hair uh, and I do remember somebody then trying to dry the hair with the hair dryer in the classroom. Don't do this if you're listening because uh, they did it with the hair dryer and of course the resus alleys, uh, their hair was made out of nylon yeah. and so they did end up with a kind of melted mess yes. on the head and thank yeah. God for you John for <laughs> providing not only equipment that's far more advanced than that and thank goodness for staff nowadays who actually know how to, to, how to use the equipment and also how to use it for a good learning experience. Um, but also much of what you do, if not the majority, I suppose, is around the health and safety that goes on. It's ensuring yes. that not only is there good learning, but we're doing it in a safe environment where actually nobody's whipping out hair dry and trying no. to dry the hair no. of our resuscianis. Don't do this at home, no, please, anybody. No. no, I mean, that's one, one of the nice things work here as um, a health and safety leader as well, is firstly how engaged um, staff and students are with health and safety. I think there's a, a cultural thing, particularly within healthcare professionals, mm. Because I'm, although, like I say, I've no formal healthcare education, I see these staff embedding the tenets, the ideas of good health and safety practice mm. within their students from day one. You know, about how to consider environments you find yourselves in and so forth. It's so important because I think the majority of health and safety work is just having that awareness yeah. and being aware that you do have responsibilities to yourself and others. Thank you. Thank you. I think mm. we're very fortunate to have you. We really oh, are. And, uh, and particularly because I've dragged you today from a very, uh, yet another very busy, and you said, you know, yet another unpredictable oh, day. I've dragged you from there to come in and do this, but it's fantastic. I wasn't it's really... expecting to be doing this today. You were. You said that. You never know what each day is going to bring. You didn't know it was going to bring this today, but I really appreciate your time, John. Thank you so oh, much. Thank and, you uh, for having me. Thank you. And goodbye. That's a fantastic message from John and Julie. You have left us smiling and our listeners have enjoyed listening to you. Mr. John Wallard, on behalf of the HSK student and staff, I wish to thank you for all the hard work that you and your team does behind the scenes to give the HSK students that positive learning experience during their practical sessions. I'm sure some of our students are going to be caught out by surprise when they see those new walking and talking mannequins. Hope staff and students do not run out of their labs when they see a person coming towards them with blood pouring on their clothes. Not to forget, many thanks to Julie for bringing to us this beautiful and fun to listen to interview. Thanks, Julie. I wish to thank our guests, Julie. Deborah, John and Jamila for the good messages and news they have shared with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Now, before we come to the end of this podcast, as Julie mentioned earlier, the campus is now less busy. Many students and staff in other schools are already off for their summer break. However, in HSK there are still many activities going on. I know there are still some assignments that are still going on for this academic year including placements. We also have uh, some students on uh, the HSK short courses. Staff are also busy planning for their new academic year modules, setting up new module sites, including some staff who are still marking. So good luck to all the students and staff who are still busy working so hard, and we hope you get some deserved summer break relaxing time for yourself between now and September. Please, a reminder to all the students, if you need to speak to somebody, Please do not sit in silence. There are always people willing to listen to your needs. 
Do make use of the support there is for you here in the school and in the wider university. Please, if you have not yet done so, do not forget to sign up to the HSK Student Podcast so that you can receive new episodes automatically. This can be done by downloading and installing the SoundCloud app, which is really a free app that will give you easy access to the podcast episodes. Those who have iTunes can also get access to the podcast through the iTunes download list website. I also encourage you to remind five friends of yours to listen to this episode. By doing this, you are doing your part to help to build the HSK staff student community. Please, before I forget, as Julie mentioned earlier, the HSK Student Podcast team would like to hear from you. Please, come and share a message with the HSK Pod listeners. We really love to hear from you. Just send an email to richardornr.matovo2 at hearts.ac.uk. So the email for Richard is r.m for mother, a for apple, t for thomas, o for office, v for vehicle, u for umbrella. Then you write a number 2 at hearts.ac.uk. I'll repeat. Richard's email is r.m for mother, a for apple, t for thomas, o for office, v for vehicle. You for Umbrella, you write a number to at hearts.ac.uk. Alternatively, please feel free to pop in room 2F267, which is located at the top floor on the right building, where we are always happy to talk to you. I know there are many of you who are still on placements. I wish you good luck on your placements. Also, good luck to those who still have assignments to complete for this academic year. To all our lovely third-year HSK students, I know you have come to the end of your HSK journey. I hope you get the job you have been working so hard for. Good luck in your new chapter of your journey to destiny. Remember, this chapter of your destiny that you are yet to start may not always be smooth. You may come across some tough hurdles. You just need to believe in yourself, reflect on what you go through, seek help and support and i'm sure you'll be able to go through these tough moments good luck in your new chapter of your journey to destiny lastly i just need to say dear hsk student board listeners look after yourselves enjoy the sunshine find some relaxing time for yourself doing things you enjoy i wish you a good summer break and hope you have a wonderful time with your family and friends Thank you for joining us and being part of this episode. As Julie mentioned earlier, the podcast team will take a break in August and we'll be back in September. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in September in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to. <laughs>